does does anything keep you up at night? There's some things that keep me up at night. Just because I, I, I realize what it means to me, right? The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming to you on the WORD Facebook page. If that's your cup of tea. And podcasts are available at the free Odyssey app. And one thing I want to tell you about, we, we got we got the we got the uh, we got the W O R D Patriot Wear. And you know, go to ninety eight nine W O R D to find it. Or text store to seven one three zero seven to have the link directly sent to your phone. Those things I, I my favorite shirt is a Betsy Ross shirt. That is a shirt that I've adopted. I have one in there that I probably should be wearing right now. I just forgot it was in there. But that's the uh, that's the official combat shirt of Team Hell No. <laughs> so what do you think would be the most un-American goal the Democrats would be pursuing right now? Because it's 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 not a, it's not a particular issue. It's just the fact that they just want to be the one party in charge of everything. You can tell that by their actions, and they have a very long history of demagoguery. And uh, you know, back in the mid eighteen twenties, there was a split in the Democratic Republican Party which gave rise to the National Republicans or the Anti-Jacksonians and the Democrats. And the Democrats tended to favor active government intervention. The Republicans favored a more hands-off policy called self-determination. So, there we had two parties with this one single significant difference between them. They agreed on various economic and societal issues, and uh, they were split over the extent of government intrusion into people's lives. Then came, excuse me, then came the Great Depression, which allowed the Democrat Party to shift to the new popular socialism, which was actually Marxism, as a reaction to Hoover's failure to address human suffering adequately. Then we had FDR. And, uh, you know, he was in office for 12 years, and he gave hope to the masses, he changed our system of government, and he can be credited as a central figure in winning the Second World War. Roosevelt did not end the Depression, but extended it. He did save lives, and he did some good, but he also, this was at the expense of entrepreneurship, innovation, and independence. Roosevelt was at war with American industrialists right before Pearl Harbor, and then when that happened, everybody put a lot of things aside. In today's House and Senate, we have nine members who call themselves socialists. There is a clause in the Constitution which explicitly makes them ineligible to serve because of this. Another 15 members publicly lean socialists but do not declare themselves, probably for electability reasons. In all, 102 representatives are members of the Democratic Congressional Progressive Caucus. These are the socialists in sheep's clothing. 
They put this out there. The CPC advocates a universal high-quality Medicare for all healthcare system, living wage laws, reductions in military expenditures, a crackdown on corporate greed, putting an end to mass incarceration, supporting and implementing swift measures to start reversing climate change, immigration policies that are humane, and reparations. We are now 35 years into a takeover of the Democrat Party by World Socialism and the World Economic Forum. The thing they use is equity. This is the bludgeon. This is the, you know, it's it's almost cuddly, furry kind of thing. You know, plea for fairness. It's the sharpest razor you're ever going to find, though. And it cuts so badly. Fighting against calls for equity, like so, calling someone a racist, is a fiendish tool that disarms the detractors and makes fighting back tough. But it's like rip kryptonite to those who see through the ruse. It was Lincoln, a Republican who freed the slaves. Then the Democrats opposed allowing freed slaves to vote. Members of the Democrat Party founded the KKK. Yes, all that happened in the 19th century. But what about the 20th century? Deficit spending. When Woodrow Wilson took uh, office, the U.S. debt was $2.9 billion. He added $21 billion while in office, showing all future Democratic administrations that the public purse could be abused. Deficit spending has caused a great harm to the country, and it threatens everything about what makes us unique, bad, bold, and sassy, all these other things. And uh, they've redefined our immigration policy in a manner that will reduce future scientific and technological advancement. But it's going to see debt skyrocket like squirting ether into an engine. In a world that values education, hard work, and innovation, we import the world's derelicts, the uneducated, pregnant women with zero skills and zero prospects, retired people, and military-aged men, frequently gang-connected. So what could possibly go wrong? These administration officials that get out there and say, well, well, we, we you know, <clears throat> the, the, uh, the border's closed. But do we know how many people have come over since Biden was elected? Was it 5 million, 10 million? How many has it been? And who knows? But what's happening is intentional. When the next 9-11 comes, and it will. We're going to have another one like that. This will supercharge a whole new Patriot Act. And, you know, maybe, you know, they, they, there's those that get out there and say, well, you know, he's going to impose martial law, which is, that would be in name only. That would be, this would be the same thing as the uh, pandemic lockdowns. We, they would be, we would be expected to voluntarily give into this because they can't really do it. Seventy-five percent of America wishes Biden would go away. But the Democratic Party right now is a very dangerous, wounded animal because they're beginning to recognize that Trump is going to beat him. And nobody else seems to be in that position right now. So this, you know, as the independent voters hear this and they hear these voices calling for Biden not to run, they're beginning to feel trapped like a wounded animal. And that's why I say all that stands between permanent democratic rule 
is this next election. So, is this enough to upset their apple cart? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But we got to start somewhere. And there are those of you that would get out there and say, well, you know, we got to have this and we got to have that. We got to have the other. We got to win the election first. And then we can go after the rest of the stuff. No doubt about it. I'll be right there with you. If it's not Trump, whoever it is, I don't care. But we got to win. We got to win the election. No two, no, you know, there's no middle ground on this. There's no, well, we could absorb this. The United States is great. E-I-E-I-O. That's not the case. That's never been the case. The United States has been like a giant redwood tree that's been infested with uh, termites. Sooner or later, it's going to come down. I don't even know if redwood trees allow termites, do they? I'm not sure. You get, you get my, you get my illustration though, right? <laughs> So, the Democrats want to go back to the way it was prior to the Civil War. Now, one thing they tell us, and I was, I was always wondering about the whole MAGA projection thing, where they came up with this, well, you want to go back to this world. Well, who, whoever said that? But no, this is them projecting. That's the reason they take down monuments and everything, because those monuments are things, you know, that's their history. That's their history. I mean, Robert E. Lee, he, he wasn't this slave-owning, swashbuckling kind of guy. As a matter of fact, he was a military guy. He was apolitical. The only reason he had slaves is he inherited them on his, on his wife's side. But nonetheless, he was the guy leading the charge. So he's easy to get rid of because he was never really one of them anyway. We're going to talk about the problems of taking people and educating them in a military university later on today. When, when you take those people and you try to educate them in these uh, West Point, like we did Lee, and then you tell them the country he's trying to defend is junk. That always causes issues. That always causes issues. But I just saw this thing the other day about this electronic vehicle battery. You know. All the dirty power they have to have to make the electric vehicle batteries in the first place. Oh my God. This might reek of hypocrisy. But this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sensor Time at Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Podcasts are available on the free Odyssey app. Straight Talk, Lock and Load, Gun Owners News Hour. Take your pick. In addition to everything else you can find here, which is, it's it's wild how much is in, in our uh, podcast system. On the text line, I got two texts, which make me... A little curious and a little sad. Bill, I don't think there's any chance of winning an election anymore. It's all about who can cheat better. And since we generally don't cheat, we will lose no matter how many votes we have. And also, Bill, what makes you think history won't repeat itself? The demon rats will keep stealing the election until we go back to single-day elections and paper ballots. 
Well, I don't disagree with that part of it. Uh, you know, we need to go back to the single day election. We we've had that before, although uh, we had that in 2016, right? We just didn't have it in 2020. We didn't have it in 2000. There's been plenty of times when that hasn't happened. Here's the thing: uh, elections can only be stolen when they're close. They can only be stolen. The the difference in the last election was 42,000 votes. Trump went from 64 to 75 million votes in the popular vote. So in, you know, in, in actual going up against the, the narrative of the day, while he, quote, lost the popular vote to the 81 million vote, uh, you know, <laughs> sure he did, uh, Joe Biden. And Joe Biden got more votes than any president in history. More, he got more votes than uh, he got more votes in Clinton. He got more votes in Reagan. He got more votes in Obama. And uh, the reason I do not believe that history will repeat itself is just the sheer ridiculous nature of the idea that that many people voted for Joe Biden. Nobody wants him to be president right now. 75% of America does not want him to be president. And there is nobody out there declared to be the alternative to him. So right now on the Democratic Party, it's Joe Biden. And we can sit here and we can we can speculate all day that we want to and we can talk about Michelle Obama, we can talk about Brill Cream Newsom and all these other guys, and we can talk about all of these other things, but nothing has actually happened, unlike, you know, like the stage with the people trying to debate on the Republican side. I also believe that some of the, like in Pennsylvania, I think the legislature there, which that was one of the places that they stole Pennsylvania. I think the legislature there has made sure that a few things don't happen because there were a lot of things that happened that all it was, it was a very well-coordinated theft because on the one hand, you had certain states that changed the rules for voting. So see, I'm, so, uh, I disagree that elections can be stolen if they're close with computers running our election. It's just a simple matter of an algorithm to change votes. Okay, well, I, I guess my question to, to any of you that believe that, are you going to vote? Are you going to participate in it? See, this is the stark difference I find in people that... Uh, There's lots of people that will give me all kinds of reasons not to participate. They'll come back and say, oh, well, I'm going to vote anyway. So, yeah, but listen, um, you should be demanding the integrity of the election. I have no doubt about that. That's I, I'm with you on that one. I'm right beside you on that one. But to get out there, if, if you're going to, if you're saying there's no chance, is this, that, the other, are you going to vote? That's my only question. Are you going to participate? That's 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 a critical thing to know whether or not everybody participates. So yes, uh, we we have we have all kinds of things that we're all aware of and everybody's aware of and it's been in the news and it's been discounted by the news but it's still in the news, right? This is a thing where a lot of people 
even with the fake stream media when they get out there and they say well this of course uh, of course these machines are great the dominion machines are great the dominion system is the greatest thing known to man except they know that what they're trying to do is they're trying to change opinions and unfortunately nowadays with the what we've seen from social media and what we've seen with the censorship of twitter and facebook and all this other stuff that they've done a lot of people know that the government is fixed so will they be as in our face about this as they have been for the last two or three years. I, I suspect they probably will, but at the same time, I don't think if they try to steal it, I don't think they're going to be as coordinated this time. On the text line, yeah, I'm going to vote because it may actually count in South Carolina, but I don't think overall it's going to make a difference in the presidential election. Well, that leaves us with one, that leaves us with one recourse. So everybody that believes that, you need to set yourselves now. And understand, understand that the, uh, you know, if it does, if it does go sideways, that you're going to have to go sideways with it. That means that, that means a lot of things. On the text line, the whole good man doing th nothing bothers me. No one is doing anything about the border. You think the election is going to be different? So have, has everybody picked today to just throw their hands up and say, hey, I give up. I don't believe that this America is America anymore. Do you, is that what you think? I mean, it's okay if you do. I don't agree with you. The whole good man doing nothing thing that, uh, you know, on a regular basis, every day, texter, on a regular basis, every day, good people do something. 6,000 times a day, good people do something. So I don't know exactly what you're referring to because it does happen. That's according to the CDC. And I'm referring to 3 million defensive gun uses. 6,000 times a day, good people doing something. So... Do you want to, you know, ruck up and head to the border? You ready to go? You ready to do something? On the text line, we need to vote in such overwhelming numbers so they can't cheat. Just like what happened with Hillary, she thought she had the election in the bag. That's absolutely true. Trump thought she had the election in the bag. Now they know that Trump is a disruptor. And sure, they're going to go after him. And sure, they're going to try to steal it again if they can. But it's not going to. The, the, all of the elements that they had in play that Trump knew about. Trump knew this was coming. He knew about it. They're, this is why they're trying to make COVID a thing now again. You know, COVID's back. Oh, no. We need to do, uh, we, 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 we do uh, mail-in voting. They're not going to have that this time. So, yeah, something's wrong with government, no doubt about it. I get it. Don't throw your hands up. You still live in the best country on the planet. That's why everybody's trying to get here. We'll get to that dirty green, that 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 dirty energy in just a second. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
got to sit and rock a little bit with the bump. That's just a prerequisite. They told me that when I, when I got hired. One of the caveats, GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. If you text STORE to 71307, you'll be taken to our clothing store where you can get a, you can get a ball cap or you can get a hat and you can represent. That'd be nice. We'd appreciate that. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page and the podcasts are available on the free Odyssey app. It don't cost nothing. Whenever we're moving to a new technology, you can always tell when we're getting an honest representation of it. Because most of the time when we see some new technology or some new uh, concept, especially in the military or in space, we see a bunch of things where we fail. We see a bunch of failures occur. Sometimes those failures in the name of what we're trying to develop, sometimes we lose people. Right? It's spectacular sometimes, these failures. It's always very explosive. But in order to sell a concept of, to, of transitioning to cleaner energy, these ethical proponents have to manipulate data and facts and use subterfuge on a regular basis. So they're not out there out front showing you the failures. See, as far as an electric car is concerned, in my mind, those are great vehicles. The only shortcoming to them is the lithium-ion battery, which is stable until it isn't. And there's a lot of things that can make it become unstable, that can put it into something they term as thermal runaway. Now, that's just the car itself. If you actually physically get the car, but just remember this. In order to make the car, they're never going to be able to decouple from coal. And coal is needed to produce the options to try to move away from coal. Which sounds nonsensical, doesn't it? Uh, you know, we're told that decoupling from the dirty fuels is a needed process. to, But that it's cost effective and it delivers economic benefits. And in the meantime, we get to see these green companies dissolve in the red ink that they're generating. Right now, Ford lost $4 billion on their electric car program. There's a push to get us into an electric vehicle grid that is sustainable, but we don't have the grid to do it. There's no real, there's, in, in no world is there enough grid to do it right now today. We couldn't even have a truck depot in most cities that are electric. We're being told that everybody in the car buying marketplace wants an EV. But the government has to subsidize those. And every automaker out there building these things is losing a fortune. It is the profits from the gas-powered vehicle sales that prop them up for this losing venture they got going on right now. So once again, the so-called dirty energy is needed to subsidize the manufacturing of allegedly planet-saving EV enterprises. Now, in Kansas, the Japanese company Panasonic has constructed a manufacturing plant to make car batteries for EVs using a $7 billion grant from Joe Biden's monolithic infrastructure spending proposal. Good for American jobs, but as far as the economy is concerned, not so much, or excuse me, the environment. And the production is, the, the production of these batteries, there's a lot of harsh reality, starting with the methods of strip mining. 
and the greenhouse gas, gases that the procedure produces, as well as the shipping of the raw ore in a truck on burning diesel. And now we see the Kansas facility has another planet-threatening paradox. They will recover, require a megawatt power output that would be sufficient to serve a small city. And we get this. In testimony to the Kansas City Cooperation or Corporation Commission, a representative of Evergy, the utility serving the factory, said that the 4 million square foot Panasonic facility creates near-term challenges from a resource adequacy perspective. So that means in order to operate and create the polar bear snuggling green batteries, they need to be powered by the local energy plant running on coal. And they won't be tapping local energy from the existing grid. They're going to have to have their own dedicated coal-fueled energy plant. And they just happen to have one that they can reconstitute now to run for the factory. Sometime in the future, it is slated to transition over to another problematic fuel source, natural gas. So right now, as they try to ramp us into buying these EVs, they're also ramping up on the use of the planet-killing fuels. That's their words, not mine. And uh, it, this is on par for the course when it comes to the sham that this is. This is just nothing more than a grift. And the power grid, I mean, let's say they get the cars built. Okay, fine. We don't have the power grid to charge them. Solar and wind power are not generating at a capacity that can switch us over today. These batteries weigh 1,000 pounds. They require seven times the amount of raw ore in their creation. So in order to offset that output, an EV driver needs to operate for 60,000 miles before realizing a net positive on the environment. But then there's that additional CO2 output because it's going to have to recharge. Then, you know, there's an asphalt measurement to see a benefit from these batteries, which have a lifespan of 100,000 miles more. And then... Off you go because that's going to be it. That's going to be a big kaching. So you have to drive this from five to ten years in order to begin realizing any planetary benefit, and you're going to need a new battery sometime in there. So back to operating in the negative, and the car is highly unlikely to last or be driven for any time much longer by that stage. So what are we doing here? Why don't we go back to the testing? Why don't we go back to the testing and, uh, you know, get the technology sorted out first. And then you could try to coax people off gasoline with an attractive driving alternative that works. How about that? How about come up with something that actually works? It doesn't blow up if it hits salt water. That if I hit it with a hammer, it's not going to catch on fire and start it like this white phosphorus blaze that nobody can put out. Why don't we do that? Well, primarily because this is a government venture. I mean, you know. What do we expect out of people going to West Point when they're being taught to hate the country that they're going to have to defend? How does that work? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Texting, I mean, excuse me, I am streaming, not texting, I'm streaming. Sometimes I'm texting, but but right now I'm streaming on the WORD Facebook page. Podcast available on the free Odyssey app.
West Point. I, I've served with some West Point ring knockers, and I mean, you know, that's where we got Grant. That's where we got Eisenhower, Bradley, MacArthur, Patton, Robert E. Lee. He was a graduate of West Point. Now they have a new minor in the uh, in the in the school now, the DEI minor. Maybe it's DIE. I don't know. They call it Diversity and Inclusion Studies, DISM. It's an interdisciplinary minor administered by the Department of Behavioral Sciences and Leadership that consists of humanities and social science courses. America is a multicultural polity and demands knowledgeable and pragmatic thinkers who understand the range of human experiences. The Diversity and Inclusion Studies minor exposes cadets to varied perspectives and methodologies for understanding and studying the humanities. I could go on with that, but that's just a bunch of academic gobbledygook, you know? And it hides what DEI really is. It asserts that America is systemically racist and sexist and homophobic and all kinds of other isms and ists and phobias that drive leftism. Under this, these horrors, according to them, are baked into the system. The Constitution, the 14th Amendment, the Civil Rights Act, none of that matters. We are so intertwined with this that you cannot have one without the other. And, you know, some of the classes, social inequality, power and difference, the politics of race, gender, and sexuality. You must take one of four. World religion, sex and civilizations, race, race, excuse me, race ethnicity, nation, society, and culture in American history. So we're an evil country, root and branch. Now, academia, I, I get that. I've, I've expected that. I've seen it for a long time. I should not be seeing this in West Point. Do you remember that? Uh, what was his name? The uh, He was a West Point cadet, and he wrote, Communism will win in his hat, and he took a picture of it. Remember that, cat? And he, he graduated, became a, a officer in the mil United States military, although, uh, you know, he didn't last very long. He's not in the military today. How do you take a bunch of young men arguably intelligent young men who've done very well academically up to this point. They've got some appointment from somebody. They had somebody in their family that, uh, you know, did some stuff in the military, something. And uh, they, they met at West Point, which is a very, it's like going to Yale. It's like going to Harvard when you're in West Point. A West Point ring knocker, uh, it, it's crazy. In the, in the Army, you have people coming from the Citadel, you have people coming from West Point, and you have people coming from, uh, reserve officer training courses. People that come from West Point are thought to be better officers all the way around, or at least they were by me as a non-commissioned officer. We are a nation built on the rock of the Constitution. We carry the Bible in our pocket. We believe in a free market and we love the country. And if you build your house on a rock, it's not going to fall. The rock withstands the test of time. And that is what our, our nation has survived. A terrible civil war, three world wars, because I count the Cold War as a third world war. And then you got people who think that we build our houses on sand, and we haven't. You cannot teach would-be military leaders that theirs is an evil country. You can expect that their guns will not be turned against external enemies, but one day they would be turned against those within our borders because they're trying to say that we are the problem. 
this is a military now that they have begun to educate in such a way as to, uh, you know, I, I get out there and I, logistically speaking, it would be, uh, it would be hellacious. Because there's, there's going to be a, a fair significant amount of them that are going to desert. It's not going to be all of them. It's not going to be all the military. And it's not going to be, it's not like all the Marines are going to desert all, though I would expect all of the Marines to desert. But, you know, the naval guys are going to be at sea for the most part. They're going to be on ships. So all we got to worry about is the Army and the Marines, maybe the Air Force to a certain degree. And most of those guys are going to desert. There will be one base commander, if not, if only one base commander, there will be one national uh, consciousness coming on out there and all of the base commanders will fall for this to where they're going to be like, we're not going this way. We're not attacking the interior of the United States. So then a lot of these pilots at a lot of these places will take their planes and fly them there to wherever that is. So it would, you know, on the one hand, I look at these depths that they're trying to uh, put, you know, take our take our people and uh, put them in a place to where they look at us with with no uh, with no sense of pride or patriotism. Here's a good now. This guy right here on the text line. I went through OCS. I was enlisted first. That's a good officer for you. If you were a non-commissioned officer and you became an officer, you know everything that's going on. Everything. Let's do this again, shall we? I'm, I'm, you know, right now, speaking of the military, I think they're beginning to look at these illegal immigrants as a possible source since they can't get people to join them any other way. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.